0: This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of
1: protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to SkaBoom listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash SkaBoom. That's betterhelp.com slash skaboom. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Your first taste of live music can be life-changing. Whether it's a basement show with a bunch of punk bands, a cover band at a dive bar, an up-and-coming band at a local rock club, or an established band in an arena, that first show can imprint itself on your brain and in your synapses for the rest of your life. The first live show I ever saw was The Police and the Go-Go's at Madison Square Garden in January 1982. I had just turned 17, and the excitement and sense of freedom I felt was beyond exhilarating. I traveled to the show by train from New Jersey with a large group of friends. We were giddy with being out in the adult world of cigarettes and beer and no adult supervision. I had recently become obsessed with ska and reggae music, and the police were the perfect gateway band for me at the time. Once the music started, I was mesmerized. Seeing that show set me on the musical path I still walk to this day. Sometimes, the first show experience can be the catalyst for musical greatness. Gino!
0: Gino! 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 Okay, okay, Gino's Gino! gonna be on just in just a minute. Gino! But I'd like you to meet a very Gino! great friend of ours. The Gino! best DJ since commercial radio, his name's Dave Cash! Gino! Hi, brothers! sisters Hey we're here for one reason that's to see Gino Washington and the Ram Jam Band right Okay with a whole bunch of hand clapping foot stomping and funky back it's the Ram Jam Band
1: For Kevin Rowland, the lead singer of Dexy's Midnight Runners seeing Gino Washington and the Ram Jam Band live When he was a teenager, it was a life-changing experience. Roland told the Guardian newspaper, I saw Gino Washington in 68 at the Railway Hotel in Harrow. I was 15 years old and out with all the older kids. You had to be 18 to get in. Short-haired, cool-looking mods, turning into skinhead types. Looking back, it's probably not the best gig I've ever been to, but I didn't have anything to compare it to. A few years before their worldwide hit Come On Eileen, which labeled them one-hit wonders here in the U.S., it was the song Gino, featuring a mix of 60s-era mod and northern soul that made Dexys a household name in England and detailed Roland's first show. Origins of Northern Soul date back to the late 60s underground rhythm and soul scene. The music and dance subculture combined American soul and Motown music with distinctive dance styles. The phrase was first used in 1970 by London Soul City record store owner Dave Godin, who noticed young northerners weren't interested in American chart music, but were buying up-tempo soul from small labels based in Detroit and Chicago. Like Two-Tone, which looked to Jamaican music and culture for inspiration, Northern Soul was a distinctly British subculture created by working-class white kids who worshiped 60s Black American R&B and soul artists and record labels based in the Midwest in America. The more obscure, the better. At the same time, the clubs were packed with Northern Soul fans dancing to records, bands led by Black singers, notably Gino Washington and the Ram Jam Band, whose live version of Philly Dog, with its audience chant of Gino, is the introduction music for this episode. These bands established strong reputations as live acts in Britain largely playing cover versions of American soul
0: records. Hi
1: I'm Mark Wasserman Welcome to Two Tone Legacy, a special audio documentary series of the Skaboom podcast that focuses on the stories behind 10 iconic songs that contribute to the enduring legacy of two tone music and its ongoing impact on popular culture. A few years before their transatlantic and worldwide hit Come On Eileen, for which they are best known, it was the song Gino that made Dexie's name. A full-on soul song, it rejects the usual sounds of post-punk and synths of the late 70s and early 80s. Instead, Gino fully embraces northern soul and 60s mod scene sounds, with guitars, bass and drums, Hammond organ, and big horns. With a sound like that, it's no wonder that Dexys were linked to the burgeoning two-tone scene. But unlike Two-Tone, which looked outward to Jamaica for inspiration, Dexys felt a stronger tie to the indigenous soul music that was created and championed in Britain in the mid-60s. Geno is Exhibit A, a song named after Gino Washington, an American soul singer based in Britain in the mid-60s. Washington was the frontman of the Ram Jam Band, a popular British show band, who drew on audiences of American servicemen stationed in England, like Washington himself had been, and British soul and R&B fans. The song sets the scene of a British R&B club at the end of the 60s, with a young Roland in attendance as Washington takes the stage, an event famously reenacted with the chants of Gino at the beginning of the song. In many ways, Gino is an exploration of what being into music means as Roland sings, you fed me, you bred me, I'll remember your name. This goes beyond appreciation into devotion and it legitimizes adoration while noting the cyclical nature of popularity in music. As Dexy's Midnight Runners were on the upswing, packing club shows and getting positive press, Washington's career had faded, and the once revered singer found himself on the cabaret circuit. So, what did Gino Washington himself think of the song Gino?
0: I don't know why they chose me,
1: but uh, I read something. They said that he was influenced by watching uh, me and the Ram Jam Band. I mean, we was hot. They sent me over a copy of the record and everything, and, and uh, I couldn't believe it, you know. I thought it was just a, a little mention. Uh, and then the whole thing is, uh, well, most of it, was about me, you know, Gino. So I was just laughing, you know. It, it, it caught me as a joke, you know, because I'd been in England so long, I wasn't... I hadn't got back into that uh, American vein thing. Oh, about me? Oh, man, I'm cooking, you know what I mean? Dexies were formed in 1978 in Birmingham, by former Killjoys vocalist Kevin Rowland and guitarist Kevin Archer. Unlike other Midlands bands like The Beat, The Specials, The Selector, and UB40, who took inspiration from 60s ska, rocksteady, and reggae, Dexys took influence from the Northern Soul movement, a subculture of British youth in the north of England who had grown up listening to obscure American soul and R&B singles, and Dexys' sound was a mixture of that with the energy of punk. The initial idea was to make people dance. Taking their name from a slang term for dexedrine or blues an amphetamine that kids attending Northern Soul clubs would take so they could dance all night, the band were definitely outliers in the competitive world of pop music in the early 80s. In 1979, the group did a tour opening for the Specials where they both impressed and confused audiences. In many ways, Dexys were a mirror image of the Specials and acknowledged this connection in their debut single, Dance Dance, which includes a snippet of Rat Race in its opening. Give it a listen.
0: Fortune, two to one. I'm not going to be able to get it. I'm not Jimmy. Yeah! No. Yeah! I, for God's sake, burn it down. Ask you
1: Although Two Tone was identified with Ska, label head Jerry Dammers made efforts to try and broaden the label's reach, and at one time, Dexys were expected to sign with the label. Paul Williams, author of You're Wondering Now, the specials from Conception to Reunion, and the lead singer of The Scapones, explain the link between Dexys and Two-Tone.
0: I think one of the big things about Dexys Midnight Runners, again, it was that era, wasn't it? It was that that perfect little snapshot of the world around 1979, 1981, where, you know, um, these great, great bands were all coming out and stuff like that, very similar, you know, there was the mod thing, the ska thing. Uh, we should run alongside the punk thing and, and what have you but um, Dexes were very much more two-toned than possibly UP40 more 2 tone to, more sounding probably down probably down to the brass but it's um, it, it, they were they didn't sound to 2 tone and I think a lot of the problem there was Kevin Rowland uh, who has consistently been uh, a, a real big shaker and mover throughout the music industry for Dexys. He, he done his own thing. He sailed his own ship all the time. And, and you've got to admire that. And that was the same thing he applied to Tutan as because well, he didn't want to be part of a short-lived movement. That's basically what he said. He didn't want to be part of anybody else's movement. He wanted to be the, the forerunner of his own movement.
1: According to the book, Dexys Midnight Runners, Young Soul Rebels by Richard White, Dammers lusted after the Dexys brass sound before the specials recorded their debut LP. According to the book, Dammers asked to borrow Dexys brass section and was turned down. Dammers later visited the band in Birmingham, determined to capture their signature on a two-tone contract and get them on tour with the specials, but Roland dismissed the label as a good-time revival-driven bandwagon. To most people, turning down the specials offer was madness, Roland told the record Mirror in 1980. I thought a lot about it, but I just knew it wasn't right. According to White's book, Dammers and Terry Hall both courted Roland and Dexys to join the label, and the conversation went something like this. The Specials. We want you to be on the hippest record label in the country at the moment. Dexys. We don't want to be on another band's record label. With talk of expenses being paid, the hottest band in the country attempted a different ploy. The Specials. You are really a fantastic band. Come on the tour. Dexys. No. The Specials made a further proposition. How about you lend us your horn section and you go on the tour for nothing? Dexies. No. And another. How about we put your record out and you come on tour? Dexies. No. Finally, Gammer said, What if you just come on tour and we'll pay you? To that, Dexies finally said, OK. Dexies' brief participation with Two Tone finally happened two thirds of the way through the initial Two Tone tour that featured the specials, the selector, and Madness. Dexys replaced Madness and the experience was eye-opening for the band who hadn't yet gone on tour and hadn't played to audiences as passionate and out of control as the ones who came to see the two-tone tour. Though the much-expected Dexys' two-tone connection was short-lived, Dammers gave the band the opportunity to coalesce into a ferocious live force. As Dexys guitarist Kevin Archer shared, being on stage in front of 3,000 people every night on that specials tour, we were so nervous you wouldn't believe it. They were bouncing around, and that energy really shook us up. We thought we've got to perform, we've got to play, we've got to develop this intensity. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Legacy of Two-Tone. I want to thank my co-producer and engineer, Rob George, for making me sound good, and to Paul Williams for his contribution. My book, Skaboom, is available from DeWolf Publishing at DeWolf.com. That's D-I-W-U-L-F.com, as well as Amazon. Thanks for listening, and take care.